to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, we have another free agent signing. Teron Armstead, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, has agreed to a deal with the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk to Teron on this podcast. We're also going to get into his stats, his data, the advanced metrics, all the fun stuff that he has accomplished over the course of a brilliant, brilliant nine-year career. All of that and a whole heck of a lot more from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is... The Drive Time Podcast. Teron Armstead, the number one ranked player on Pro Football Focus's best player available free agent list and the number four overall player on NFL.com's before the franchise tags. He became the number one player after those went down. So the overall consensus number one player available from Pro Football Focus NFL.com, Teron Armstead is a Miami Dolphin, three-time Pro Bowler, giving the Dolphins PFF's top-ranked free agent tackle less than a week after adding the third-ranked guard on Pro Football Focus's list and number 31 overall in Connor Williams. Here are a couple of things to look at with Teron Armstead because there are a lot. And we're going to play some audio here from Teron himself, obviously, but also from some instructional videos and different clinics he has done with the offensive line masterminds and Duke Mannyweather. And there's so much good content out there on this guy. Can't wait to bring it to you guys. Let's go ahead and jump right in. First up here, nine-year career. Over those nine years, just 143 quarterback pressures and 24 sacks from Pro Football Focus on 3,829 pass blocking snaps. That's a 3.7% pressure rate and a 0.6% sack rate. Both of those figures best among all NFL tackles between 2013 and 2021. Those numbers landed Armstead 82nd on Pro Football Focus's top 101 players of the decade for the 2010s. And during that decade, only Cleveland's Joe Thomas and Andrew Whitworth of the Rams and Bengals surrendered pressure rates at a lower rate than the 4.1% granted by Armstead. So you hear a difference in those two numbers. Those last two seasons project a Whitworth-like trajectory into his late 30s because the aforementioned pressure number ranking third among tackles for the decade, has been reduced by 0.4% over the last two seasons. Armstead's played 97 career games. He started 93 of them, being an offensive stalwart for the Saints for a long, long time that produced division titles, deep playoff runs, and numerous top five offensive attacks in his time there with the Saints. The Saints finished no worse than fifth in points scored between 2016-2020. Over that span... Armstead anchored the left edge for 56 games while surrendering just 76 quarterback pressures. That's a rate of 1.36 pressures allowed per game. That's the best among all tackles over that five-year span. And after playing on an offense that finished top three in passing each of his first four years in the National Football League, Armstead also blocked for uh, three top six rushing offenses over the last five years. He's done everything in this league so far. He's also revered, but 
by his peers and by film gurus alike. How about former Super Bowl champion and Pro Bowl guard Sean O'Hara, who had quite the monologue last week on Good Morning Football talking about who he believed was the top free agent available in Teron Armstead. Let's go ahead and play that audio. When you say monster, uh, from one monster to, to another in Teron Armstead, that's a term of endearment coming from you like that. I think when you look at Teron Armstead on the show, he's such a nice guy. And, and you know, the other day I called him Mr. T. And I feel like he, he is Mr. T. And on Sundays, he turns into Clubber Lang. And right now, when you say, what's the prediction for today's game? Pain. And I think when you look at that, look at Teron Armstead. He's not just blocking defensive ends. He's mauling them like Clubber Lang did to uh, Rocky Balboa. All right, here he is as a left tackle right here. Okay. This is going to be a twist, all right? This is going to be an E-T twist. E meaning the end goes first, tackles the looper. Now, as a tackle and a guard, it's always about, hey, you've got to shut off the penetrator, pass him off to your guard, and then wait for the looper. Tron Armstead says, look, I'm going to handle this by myself, all right? I pity the fool that tries to run a stunt on me. I, <laughs> look what he does to Benson oh Mayoya right here, the defensive end. I mean, just total, you want to talk about a monster's ball right here? Look at him just ragdoll and throw him on the ground. They don't even bother to block the defensive tackle that's looping around because he's just too busy toying with this defensive end. Look, I mean, that's a grown man. This is the NFL right here. This is not like, hey, Division One AA going up against uh, some B squad right here. All right. How about in the run game? Let's talk about moving people at the point of attack. I want you to watch him. He's on the backside of this play right here, but Alvin Kamara cuts it back. And look, you know what Mr. T has right here? He's got what I call a coupon. He's got a two for one. He's going to block two guys on this. Look at what he does on the backside of this play. Basically, three guys right there. He's got a buy two, get one free coupon to go along with that. I mean, look at that that wall right there that Teron Armstead created for Alvin Kamara. Wow. Okay, you can run through that hole right there. I mean, that's a lot of green right there. What are you trying to say? Teron Armstead on the backside of that play. I know know you're quick. You've got a great burst, great acceleration. All right. So let's go on to the third play right here. You remember that touchdown, that six-game touchdown Alvin Kamara had on Christmas Day? This is a big part of it right here. Now, this defensive end right here is in a KMA technique right now, which stands for kick my arse on St. Patrick's Day. We can say that. Look at the movement right here he gets on this defensive end. I don't want you to watch the finish right here. Watch the I mean, I mean this is going belly-to-belly suplex right here. And this defensive end right now is on one leg. He is on tilt right here, and Tehran is taking him for a ride on the Armstead train. And look at this. I mean, you want to talk about posterizing a defensive end. For an offensive lineman, this is the epitome of Scotty Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewing right here posterizing the defensive end. I think he took his helmet off right there so that he could smile to the fans and let everybody know what he just did to that Vikings defensive end. Oh, yeah. Ron Armstead. Look, he is super athletic. Everybody remembers him running a 4.71, still the fastest time at the combine for an offensive lineman. His athleticism is only outdone by how physical he actually is. He's got great feet, but you could see the strength and the power right there. Yeah. Look, Teron Armstead, right. he's still out there. If you are a team that is struggling to protect your quarterback or you want an injection of run game brutality, this is the guy that will bring it home. Look, I would love for my G-man to bring him in. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's out there, Kay, and I'm sure he's going to be out there much longer. So there you go. Not going to be out there much longer. He was not. He is now a Miami Dolphin. Again, that's good morning football. You can watch that weekdays every single day, Monday through Friday on the NFL Network. So we're going to have a bunch of video clips I'm going to put with guys that I've or from folks I have found 
clips of Teron Armstead doing some of the stuff Sean O'Hara talked about there. Brandon Thorne, as well as Ben Fennell, Fennell and Brian Baldinger. Plenty of guys putting great content out there with all the work this, guy's, this guy does. And Brandon Thorne, who owns the Trench Warfare news stack and has a podcast that's really good about offensive line play. He says that Teron Armstead has PhD level tackle play here. That's how he describes the abilities that really serve in dual functionality. Not only does Armstead's mastery of the craft make him one of the NFL's sturdiest offensive linemen, it has that ripple effect and augmenting other players across the offensive line, like you heard O'Hara talk about there with some of those stunts and games he picked up, helping clear out two defensive linemen on a cutback run by Alvin Kamara to spring him for a big run. Not only is he easing the load of the left guard next to him, he's taking pressure off the opposite side of the offensive line, where there's a clip that I'm going to share with you guys on Twitter by Duke Mannyweather at Big Duke 50, where he comes all the way across the formation and picks up an overload blitz from the right side of the offensive line. He comes all the way over the vision, the awareness, the understanding of the rush scheme of the defense and how to get there, the athletic ability to get there. That's only going to help the entire offensive line play better football. And then from there, the ability to slide protection, like, okay, let's go ahead and get their best pass rusher out there, isolate Armstead, slide everybody else over and double and help and chip and help pick up the overload pressure they might throw. And you can let Teron Armstead go out there and block the other team's best because he's capable of doing that. And you can still count on him to lock that down, to come across the formation, pick up the overload blitz. That's the PhD level comparison that you're talking about there. Speaking of helping his teammates, just ask the guards who have played alongside Teron Armstead. Jari Evans made back-to-back Pro Bowls in his first in Armstead's first two seasons, but to be fair, Evans was already a four-time Pro Bowler prior to Armstead's arrival. But then the Saints needed to replace Evans when he hung up his cleats. Enter Larry Warford, who didn't make a Pro Bowl his first four years in the NFL, each with the Detroit Lions. Then he comes to New Orleans. What does he do? Three straight years, three straight Pro Bowls, 2017 to 2019, never missing the All-Star game in those three years. In the second year of Warford's tenure in New Orleans, their other guard, Andrus Pete, became the next man in the middle to earn a Pro Bowl nod in three consecutive seasons, 2018 through 2020. And then finally, the other bookend, Ryan Ramchek, was drafted, was great right away. Wasn't a Pro Bowl selection his sophomore season, but he was voted to AP All-Pro second team, which is a better distinction in my opinion. So Armstead and Ramchek combined for the fewest pressures allowed per pass blocking rep of any tackle that year in 2018. And you heard O'Hara talk about the 4-7-1-40, which still stands as the best 40-yard dash time from an offensive tackle in NFL history. Look, elite physical traits are always going to get a player's foot in the door. Perhaps it was that skill set that got Armstead on the NFL's radar. His 4-7-1 40-yard dash, the fastest ever by a tackle, remains that way going back to 2013. And the entirety of Armstead's workout put him in rarefied air from a physical standpoint. 9.58 ranks 22nd all-time on the relative athletic scorecard. That, of course, is the cumulative combine workout scorecard. 22nd all-time of over 1,700 offensive tackles. The movement skills make him a match made in heaven for a zone scheme that asks you to get out wide, get out in space, and inflict that will off the edge. And he also pairs those eye-popping physical traits with a true mastery of the game. Again, his ability to mix up his sets. You'll see these videos I post on Twitter and the punches he throws in pass pro, it can derail even the best pass rushers 
the entire National Football League has to offer. He has this way of drawing out the opposition's move early in the in the rep, which gives him the advantage, even if his quick set or his quick his shorten the distance set puts him at a momentary disadvantage. His ability to mix up his set and shorten those angles is achievable without consequence because of the balance and smooth weight transfer and the typewriter feet he has, man. Go, there's a clip I put out there of him in practice where he's just working against a Patriots pass rusher in joint practices and the feet, man, it, it's it's like Laramie Tunsil was when he was when he was coming out. It's, it's better than that. It's really, really good. And you just watch his consistent hand placement. To me, it's like watching, I told you guys I was really into solo climbing a few months ago on Netflix and the different documentaries, it reminds me of a solo climber. Once those hands click in and they engage, they click into place, it's on to the next rep because his grip strength is so good, he's not going to get beat from there. Finally, the mentorship and advocacy for HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, because Armstead, nine years of pro, came out of Arkansas Pine Bluff. There was a great clip of him talking to Cameron Wolf. We all know Cam of the NFL Network does great work for them and here in Miami. He had a great uh, interview with Teron Armstead talking about his origins and giving back to the players that were trying to follow his footsteps. He said, I dedicate a lot of my success and makeup of who I am or who I've become as a man and as a player to my experience at Arkansas Pine Bluff, being that HBCU player that kind of the get out of the mud mentality. So coming to the NFL, just having that chip on my shoulder of being a small school guy. And then he also talked about the mentorship of the younger guys. Quote, I sat with a large amount of players yesterday for about an hour and a half. And we talked about finances. We talked career. We talked everything. It was great. Those guys were so locked in. I think they clenched onto every word. It was an amazing time. End quote. How about in Miami? Armstead joins a Miami offensive line room with an average age of 24.6 years old. In addition to his on-field performance, the wealth of wisdom that Armstead has to offer a young line, a line that started five players in Week 18 last year, that season finale went over the Patriots, started five players who were either drafted or undrafted, acquired within the last three years through the draft, through college, in that victory. It's quantifiable the amount of experience and wealth that he can inflict, or in part, I should say, on the rest of the offensive line. And whether with NFL teammates or mentoring college players looking to follow his career path, the book on Armstead's character, it just, it remains untarnished compared to what I've seen out there. I mean, here's a great quote. Teron Armstead exemplifies everything that is great about HBCUs. We thank him for his generous support and commitment. That was Doug Williams, Super Bowl 22 MVP. So tons of good stuff. Let's go ahead and take our first break here on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast, the Teron Armstead. Welcome to Miami edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Next, I want to play some clips I found from those offensive line masterminds clinics and all the stuff he offers. And then the third segment, we're going to get the big fella on the podcast here, Teron Armstead joining us on Drive Time. Coming up next with Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. So we talked about in the opening segment there the impact that Teron Armstead can have on younger players on the offensive line and the work he does with Duke Mannyweather and the offensive line masterminds. Here's what Duke Mannyweather tweeted about the Dolphins' addition of Teron Armstead. The Dolphins just got a culture changer that can do it all in the pass protection and the run game, but will also bring the young guys along with him. And because of that, you win games because of Teron Armstead. Very, very high praise there from, in my opinion, the best offensive line mind out there right now outside of the game itself, the guy on the outside that does work with these guys and gets these young guys ready. Duke Mannyweather's as good as it gets. Let's go ahead and hear this one-minute clip of Armstead addressing people or the, the, the offensive talent as well as coaches and, and scouts alike at the Offensive Line Masterminds Clinic. Compare yourself to Lane, to Cam, myself, Trent. It's great to have the comps. 
But the whole thing about development is finding that the blueprint is out there. All the film is out Every technique is out there. How to stop the bull, how to stop the... Everything evolves and develops, but once you put... Like, I, I watch Trent, and I, and I take something from Trent. I watch Jason Peter. I took Jason Peter's jump set. I feel like we move the same, so that was my comp. So I took his jump set. I watched Tyron. I like his 45-degree set. It's consistent. It's the same. He's square. He's strong at his base. So I took that from him. Uh, I can't take nothing from Woodward. The way he's built, the way he played, is not is not my time. So just building that that hole, and then I, I found my my game within all those players, like people that's been doing it well for a long time. So all my young guys in New Orleans, I make them do that. Like watch film, take two guys, write them up, see how he compares, what do you do well, and try to implement that. Giving out homework to the young guys there in New Orleans. I love that thought process of finding guys that have similar skill sets and similar traits as you, and then find a way to implement what they do well into your game. That's great stuff there from Teron Armstead. And, you know, Duke Manyweather talks about the impact you can have in the young guys. You hear it right there. Let's go back to the offensive masterminds here in a post that Duke Manyweather put up back in 2018, talking about when you really deep dive into the thought process and the mental of very good slash elite players, you find that they have mastered the fundamentals, which allows them to see and do things differently than most. Here's Teron Armstead talking about that at Offensive Line Masterminds back in 2018. That's, 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 the, biggest, uh, that's the biggest key to the whole thing is, is to, to get there under control. I'm more comfortable with... Uh, a tight five. So regardless of where he originally lines up, I want to turn him to a tight five. So if he, if he Duke started a tight five, this is this is my comfort zone right here. I can get my hands on him now. If he starts at a nine, I'm gonna take the necessary footwork to get him back to his tight five. And it's all about the small steps, being in control itself when I get there. No matter how I get there, like Jason Peters, when I, I got the jump set for him, he does a big a small left, big crossover with the right, but by the time he get back, he's back in his community. He just turned that nine to a five. He's up in front of the class teaching them about how to how to attack different techniques and different leverages, how to shorten a nine technique into a five technique by your footwork and coming in under control. Again, just a guy that's going to serve in so many positive ways both on the field but also in the way he coaches and the way he sees things and the way he gets guys prepared going to be a big asset there to Frank Smith to Matt Applebaum to Mike McDaniel to the entire offensive line and the entire offense just the way this guy works it's such a big impact when you can get a guy like that into your building so to Ron Armstead here in Miami let's go ahead and hear him talking about bringing the hands in the running game and the and the power of your hands as an offensive lineman to help dictate reps um, run game with, with Jari Evans. Jari was never the strongest guy. He would move, shade, and three taking on his fighting off the ball. Man, I have a clip against the Colts from a couple years ago when he took a dude 20 yards down the field, down the hash. He just he, he understood the leverage, like where to hit guys, how to hit guys when they're at their weakest. Um, he always used to tell me, don't, don't forget about your hands in the run game. So like, he get his hands in, a lot of times double under. But as he worked his feet, he's pressing. He's pressing, and, and like a guy that peak one way, so he get a guy that, that would peak and, and reach to make the tackle. He'd accelerate. That's where he get to the ground. That's where he get your finish. Why you pull him to Yeah. So uh, don't forget about your hands in front, man. Keep pressing. The lock hand back, especially outside zone. If you got a guy reach and running, understand that the ball's going to cut up. He's got to go back. Try to make that fit, so having that lock, that lock hand on that inside, I want to be a guy. Don't forget about your hands in the running game is the message there. 
Again, I'm not going to play all these for you guys. There are so many of them. He's just, he's made his rounds on social media because he has so many impressive clips, both as a mentor, as a teacher, but especially, and more importantly, as a player on the field, man, he's so impressive. I can't wait anymore to get him on here. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me talk and you want to hear Teron himself. Let's go ahead and do that. Take our last break here on the Teron Armstead edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Welcome to Miami, big fella, brought to you by AutoNation. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here, the host of the Drive Time Podcast, and I am joined today by new Dolphins offensive tackle, Teron Armstead. Teron, what's going on, man? What's going on, Travis? Uh, thank you for having me. Happy to have you in. I, I got to ask you, man, the jersey, it, is it a, a new collection, new item to the collection, or have you had that for a while? New item to the collection. I'll be honest, new <laughs> item to the collection. Always been a, a big Marino fan. You know, I've always been a big football fan, so you know, always respect to the legends, you know, the Hall of Famers. And I saw Dan on my visit. Uh was just shocked to, to meet him in person, so it was only right to, to get his jersey. You, you weren't wearing that, were you? No, I was, was going to say, if you're wearing that, you, that's a great first impression. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Out. Too good, too good. So talking about a quarterback, you know, are you going to be hitting up Teddy here to kind of get some, some lay of the land about where to go in South Florida, your former teammate? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, Teddy, he's from here. He's yeah. from Miami. Uh, that's that's my brother. You know, I talk to him all the time. Uh, actually going to call him when I when I leave here today to try to figure out exactly where I, where I'll be living. Living, restaurants, things to go do. All that good All stuff. that good stuff. So, you know, we talk about the decision to come here to Miami. What was ultimately the deciding factor for you to sign with the Dolphins? Man, everything just felt perfect, honestly. Uh, you know, timing, alignment, it just it just felt like the the ex- exact place that I needed to be. Um, the, the, the fans were showing so much love, reaching out, just expressing their want for me. Then the team... The front office, the coaches, they just express how much they wanted me in this building, be able to be a part of this team, the vision that that, that we have moving forward. Uh, man, I, it, it was it was a no-brainer, really. We love to hear the fans are, uh, are all in your corner now and, and getting you that recruiting pitch a little bit there on, on social. It works. <laughs> there you go. You guys heard it there first. So you come into an offensive line room that has a lot of young, talented players here. How do you think that your experience and wisdom can really help out the entirety of that Dolphins offensive line? Uh, yeah, just 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 really that, you know, coming with my experience, uh, being vocal and leading by example. Um, you know, I, I know what it takes to perform at a high level up front. I know how hard it is um, and I know how it's, it's not a very rewarding position. You know, we we do we do our work, we do our job and that's it. That's what we're supposed to do. And uh, we're not we're not the glory spots. We're not scoring touchdowns, celebrating. So um, making making guys comfortable with that or just thrive for that self-gratification or gratification between ourselves when we know what our impact is, um, that's the standard. That's the standard. We're, we're stepping out to have impact blocks, make plays. You know, so you see Tariq and Waddle make plays, make touchdowns. We're making touchdowns. They just look different. Opening the holes, the same same level of excitement for you as it is for those guys listen, running it in, listen, right? Listen, listen, it's nothing better than me having a big impact block and and a running back scoring off my block. So that's my touchdown. Like I, re- I want the ball, really. I want that ball after the touchdown. There, there's a couple of clips of you in that uh, six touchdown game from Camara back against the Vikings, where you took a guy all the way off the sidelines. Man, that's like <laughs> one of my favorite clips I've ever seen in my entire life from an offensive appreciate lineman. It. I appreciate it's it. Really good. And speaking of that, you know, I saw some clips of you also, you know, talking about working with younger guys. The offensive line masterminds is something that you're very into and very involved mm-hmm. with. How did you kind of discover that passion for helping younger players, and why is it so important for you to kind of impart your wisdom on the next generation? 
Uh, I mean, it's, it, I think it's just kind of natural for me to uh, share my knowledge and experience. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot of leadership qualities that has been ingrained in me through my upbringing and then my early years in the league. Uh, so my trainer, Duke Manyweather, he, he puts that platform together. And it's just a great time to, to bounce ideas off each other, to just talk through different situations and scenarios that come up while playing this game. Uh, so O-Line Masterminds is a perfect platform for guys young and veterans to, to come in and just learn to get different ideas and understand we're all trying to do the same job. It, it, it can be done different ways, different technique, different terminology, but we're all trying to complete the same objective. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch, man. I've been I've been going back over those. There's a whole bunch of them. Duke posts them on Twitter, mm -hmm. so they're they're available for you on Twitter there. But you also did an interview at the HBCU Legacy Bowl this past offseason talking about mentoring the players at that game. Why is it so important for you to pay it forward to an HBCUs coming from Arkansas Pine Bluff like you did? I know the I know the road. Uh and it, it is a it is a longer road, honestly. You know, um just different different opportunities and access that you have at these smaller schools compared to the bigger ones. So uh, you just got to understand the, the the value of staying coarse, staying hungry, uh, putting your best foot forward, learn how to be professional. Um, so a lot of other schools have alumni that come back and just share their experiences. Small schools, we don't, not, not as much, not as frequent. We get a chance to hear it and, and know what to expect on that, on that next level. So, I think it's important to to just be able to articulate that, you know, spread that that knowledge and experience. Definitely talking about you know the leadership qualities. I want to talk some football with you now. What about this offense that you've seen from you know tape or just experience around the National Football League? How do you think this offense uh, suits your skill set? That, that that word perfect comes comes right back it. to play. Like uh, for what I like to do, be explosive, physical, get out and run, play fast. Uh, this this is that you know. We get a chance to to go. Uh, you know, we want to we want to turn these games into to track meets, and we have a track team. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we have do. a track team, but we have a physical track team, and uh, we we will never the front line. We can never let that be foreshadowed by by the speed. Like that physicality has to be our number one implement, and then the, the speed kills. All plays together, definitely. So you also reunite here with Frank Smith, Dolphins off, or offensive coordinator, former offensive line assistant there in New Orleans. What do the Dolphins have here in Frank Smith, and how would you describe your relationship with him? He's just a, a very special individual, a really cerebral guy, intelligent man. Um, he was my assistant line coach my rookie year in New Orleans, so 10 years ago. And uh, that impression that he left on me nine years later help was it was it was instrumental for me coming back uh reuniting with him again you know so having him his uh the way he sees the game is is different is unique and it works he's had a ton of success in his coaching career um and I think paired with Mike is even more crazy two two masterminds Frank is a guy that that understands who he is as a coach and 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 what he does best is allow players to understand who they are and you'll be surprised at how frequent NFL players don't have the confidence uh, in knowing who they are as a player, finding ways to, to play to their strengths, talent, talents, and abilities. Frank does a great job of, of getting that out of players so they can put it on film. That's perfect. It goes back to kind of something you talked about, masterminds, when you mentioned, like, know about who got, who's who, – 
different guys that have your type of skill sets that you can use and, and take what they use Absolutely. and put into your game. That's great stuff. Obviously, you come here also to block for quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. What do you like about his game? I think he's as accurate and as precise as I've, I've, I've ever seen. Um, really smart. I know some of his college teammates, so they, they talk about him. They all love him. Um, I'm excited to meet him, excited to block for him, put myself on the line for him, uh, make sure the other guys are doing the same at all times. So, um, listen, this, this whole everything in this, in this totality, I'm excited about it. The smile on your face definitely, sure. de- definitely tells us that. <laughs> so have you had a chance to meet Coach McDaniel yet? Oh, yeah. Initial yeah. impressions there? Listen, man, Mike is, a, <laughs> Mike is great, man. The energy, the energy he's bringing, just the, the vibe, he's excited. He's just, uh, man, and, and it's contagious. That, that energy is contagious. Like I, I know how I can have a, a feel for how practice will be from the from the energy, from the competition. Just the, I like it. I'm ready. How about Coach Applebaum? You met him yet? I have. I have met met Matt. Talked to him for a while. Uh, really smart. Really smart football mind. Uh, been back and forth between college and and the pros. So from that developmental standpoint, he understands it. He knows how to how to get that 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 done. And then um, having NFL experience too, he knows how to deal with veterans like myself. He's a guy where he doesn't feel like he know everything. Won't won't be a dictator in that room. You know, uh, this is a man's business. You know, we're, we're all grown men. So being able to work with each other, um, it's, it's been it's been great talking to, talking to Matt. I'm excited to work with him in, in depth, uh, learn from him. I'm excited to be coached by him. I think it's going to be great. His players at BC loved him. I had a chance to catch up with those guys at the mm-hmm. Combine. They were effusive in their praise of Coach Applebaum. So, you know, you come into this position with the Dolphins after a nine-year career in New Orleans, and, you know, so many other linemen now are showing this longevity across the National Football League, playing well into their 30s. I mean, Andrew Whitworth just retired. Was it 40? 40, 40. 40 years old. So how is that accomplished, do you think? How do how do guys on the offensive line have longer careers nowadays? Uh, just understanding the game, really. Uh, playing smart. Really, really knowing how to get the job done. Angles, leverage, um, physicality. Um, you know, you, you got to be blessed and fortunate to have health. You know, not not too many serious injuries or season-ending injuries and things like that. Um, so, it's a, it's a it's a collection of things, but collection of things. But you have to be a smart, cerebral player. You got to be able to know the game and know how to diagnose the game to play so long, because you it's new talent that comes in, new talent comes in. So. The game evolves it, at, at all times. It's a lot more open and, and spacing and passing than it was back in the day sure. when we were running the ball so much. So um, being able to adapt to that, the evolution of the game, uh, the, the the X's and O's, being being a, a student of it, it speaks to the, the few that's been able to do it at such a high level for so long. You know that as well as anybody. I think your first four years, you guys are like a top four passing offense, and then your next four years, like top four rushing offenses. Yeah. So back and forth there in New Orleans. So I want to go away from football here for just a second. One thing that I think that those other linemen don't have that you have is the bars. Your, your rap career. I, I've seen a few videos of them. Uh, you looking yeah, forward to continue yeah, that down here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. The music is, is a part of me. I've been doing it for a long time. You know, we started rapping in high school. Uh, been doing it since. Just started putting it on like big platforms, though. Um so now that I, I put my first few singles on all streaming platforms, you know, one of them kind of took off more than I ever even imagined. Uh, dropped the album, the album did well. Now it's just, 
Yeah, it's time to put out put out more music, and I love doing it. More content. We'll take that. One more question for you here at Tehran. So you have an opportunity here in Miami, whether it's on the football field, whether it's in the community, whether it's going out and, and just learning the area of South Florida. What's one thing you're looking forward to most about being in South Florida? Uh, just just embracing the city, really. Embracing the city as a whole and and having them embrace me as a, as a, as a man and uh, embrace my family. You know, be inviting and welcoming to the city. Uh, allowing me to get into the community because that's, 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 that's what I do. That's, that's naturally what I do. So, um, you know, when I, when I map out exactly where I get my schedule and my routines together, you know, I'll be at different schools, hospitals, trying to figure out ways to implement these programs that I've been building. You know, I got a community center in Illinois, I got a learning center in New Orleans. So just trying to implement these programs and bring them to Florida. Um, the more people we can touch and impact, in a, in a positive way. That's that's what we'll continue to do. That's awesome stuff. Teron Armstead, New Dolphins offensive tackle. Thank you so much, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. Appreciate you. And there he goes, Teron Armstead. Really good stuff there from the Dolphins' new offensive tackle. And on the five things piece up on MiamiDolphins.com, you can also read more about when he was named the Saints Man of the Year in 2019, talking a lot about the work he did in the community and how heavily invested he is in that work and how much he wants to get involved. At least he told us today in the media availability how much he wants to get involved here in South Florida. So really good stuff there with Teron Armstead. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this podcast. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, tuned in, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can give me a follow on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank podcast with Seth and OJ. Go check out our YouTube channel. We have these interviews on the video platform up on YouTube right now. You can also find all the media availabilities as well as Dolphins today. And last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com for all the five thanks pieces. Until next time, fins up, Caroline. Daddy's coming home.